baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm a flag-waving patriotic nephew of my Uncle Sam, a rough-riding, fighting Yankee man. I love mom and apple pie and the freedoms that we all enjoy. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook and Truth Social. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. That's the best way to stay informed on all the latest show updates. Well, in Kansas, we are very fortunate to have a solid conservative voice fighting for us in the United States Senate. It's always a pleasure to have him join us on the show. With us now is Senator Roger Marshall. Doc, thank you uh, for joining us this evening. It's nice to have you back on the show again, my friend. John, I'm excited. We always have a great conversation. I know your listeners are going to enjoy it, enjoy it a lot as well. And how about Wink Hartman? We appreciate him uh, sponsoring the show as well. Wink's another solid Kansas conservative. So. That's great of him to help sponsor us. I will uh, I'll make sure to let him know. You said that, although he listens, so he probably just heard it. But uh, thank you. Thank you as well for, for praising my sponsors. Always a, a, a good nod for the sponsors. Um, Doc, let me, let me start by talking about the, the push by your colleagues uh, for gun control. Your, your colleague, I'm sure you guys are best buds. Your, your colleague, Cory Booker, has said uh, that the Democrats are, are just looking for bipartisanship. Um, common sense gun legislation. You know, it, it doesn't seem like they're really pushing for much in the way of common sense because it just seems like they're targeting lawful gun owners. Um, I, I, I mean, it just seems like they, they're not doing anything about the criminals. They're just going after you know, lawful gun owners. Yeah, John, I'm all for bipartisanship, but don't tread on my constitutional rights. Uh, just like I've been fighting for freedom of speech, and freedom of religion, I'm going to stand up for our Second Amendment. The Second Amendment is what protects the First Amendment. Um, I'm mourning with, the, with all the community from Uvalde. I and mean, there was just a horrible, horrible situation down there. Um, but I want to truly fix the problem. And at the same time, I cannot support anything that's going to threaten our Second Amendment. Uh, there are things we can do, and that's what I want to talk about. We're introducing legislation that would allow Kansas schools to use funding that's already out there for COVID relief that could be used to help make their schools safer. So the, I've been going to these schools now for four or five years. It's been several years since I was able to get into one without going through some type of a lock system and checking in. But there's other layers of security that they can add. They need some type of audio visual uh, at the front door. They need to be have panic buttons. 
that would uh, make the inside safer. You can make each room more secure. You could use these monies for a resource officer, an armed resource officer. Maybe we'll use it for a mental health nurse. So there are things that we can do like that. You know, the biggest problems, you know, we went back and we asked uh, the congressional researchers to tell me, you know, look at the last 50 years, all the mass shootings, and there were several facts that were, that were very common. 172 mass shootings in the United States over the past 50 years. Two-thirds of the people had some type of mental health condition. Uh, 80% of them were with uh, stolen guns. 80% were with handguns. But the mental health is another huge component we can we can work on. I've, I've tried to work on it, but these lockdowns, the COVID lockdowns that we had have actually exacerbated this mental health epidemic we have going on now. You know, I saw that legislation you introduced, and the, the key element here is that it's using untouched COVID-19 funds. This is money that's just sitting out there allocated for COVID-19 that isn't being used. So it seems like it's a great resource that doesn't require us to just, you know, raise taxes or, or print more money we don't have. Exactly. Uh, there, there's literally millions of dollars sitting there. And I just want to expand the guardrails so our governor, so our state legislature could work with our local schools and, and to improve them. And if you don't mind, John, there's one other part that I think is the solution that no one's talking about. I think that America has drifted away from the values that you and I were raised on. There are 20 million children in America now without a father in their life. What is different between today and when my grandfather was alive and well and, and bought, he bought two 22 semi-automatic rifles from Montgomery Wars. We used to call it Monkey Wars. And yep. I happen to have yep. that rifle, and I have – I mean, he bought one for my dad at the same time, and I think my dad was probably 14. It's kind of the rite of passage when one of Marshall turns 14, dad buys us a rifle. That semi-automatic rifle holds 17 shells. My granddad could drive nails with it, literally. I can drive nails with it. It's a very lethal weapon. But mass shootings weren't occurring then. And so what's different then versus today? It's not that we have access to weapons. I think it's mental health, and I think it's a drift away from family values. And I think fathers in, in, in kids' lives is so important. God intended a mother and a father to raise these children. We each have different strengths. Um, but I, that's what I think is different between today and when my dad was being raised. Well, Doc, I think another problem we have is we're not enforcing the laws that are on the books. And a, a good example of this is, you know, right now we're seeing uh, you had an attempted assassination of Justice Kavanaugh this week. Oh my. And, and, you know, the district attorney out there, even, even uh, Merrick Garland, won't enforce the law that won't allow, that, that says protesters can't protest outside of justices' homes. It's just, it's that simple, and yet we're not even enforcing those laws right now, let alone let's try and pass new gun laws. Yeah, exactly. Can you, can you imagine, so it, on the day that the Supreme Court justice life is threatened, not just, a, not just a verbal threat, but a person showed up in front of his house with, with weapons, uh, with a whole, a whole bunch of gear, and I don't remember all what he had. So that's, that's what's, what's really going on in the world, but instead the Democrats want to put on the front page January 6th, which no one in Kansas has asked me about for over a year now. You know, I, I think that this is just this concept of this administration turning their head away from law and order. They've created a culture of lawlessness. They opened up the southern border. Uh, they defund the police. And now they're ignoring laws like this that, to keep our Supreme Court justices safe and sound as well. Certainly, again, the White House, 
uh, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, their policy is one of lawlessness. And that's the number two concern of Kansas. Inflation is number one, but a lack of safety and security is the number two concern for Kansans. Uh, I obviously want to talk about inflation, but I, I, I did want to ask you one thing. And we're, and we're talking with Senator uh, Dr. Roger Marshall. I, I follow you on, on Twitter, Doc. And speaking of which, if folks want to follow you, your Twitter feed is at Roger Marshall, MD. Um, you tweeted out something interesting this week about the caravan of illegal immigrants, and you pointed out that it's the one that's coming right now on its way to our southern border. You said that it's larger than your hometown. Um, CBP announced this week that they are encountering an average of 7,800 migrants a day at the border. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is moving forward with his plan to fire thousands of Border Patrol agents. It's it just over their, their COVID status, their VAC status. It's just it seems like it's so counterintuitive, the policies that the administration is taking versus the, you know, what, what is good for our country when it comes to immigration. Yeah, John, Joe Biden wants this crisis at the border. And, and again, I just don't think Americans realize how badly he wants this. This is one more example. His actions would show that he wants it. I just recently made my fourth border trip down there. Our Border Patrol is doing an incredible job, but they're spending 80 percent of their time running a restaurant, running you know, showers and getting people uh, – they give them phones and, and, and health care, you know, the humane things that we should do. But they can't do their real job, which is keeping us safe. Um, like you said, 15,000 people in this particular caravan, my hometown of Great Bend, a little bit less of that. I grew up in El Dorado just around the corner from you. Again, a town smaller than that. And remember, for every apprehension, there's probably two gotaways as well. So I think it's, it's, it's very feasible that over 3 million people have came into this country illegally since Joe Biden uh, took, was sworn in. And guess what? That's the population of Kansas, John. Yeah. An entire population of Kansas has come into this country illegally uh, and as a threat to our safety and well-being almost every day, 200 Americans die from fentanyl poisoning, and that's all on Joe Biden's back. You uh, you mentioned uh, inflation, and I think I think rightfully so. That is the primary issue that Americans are struggling with. I have to ask you about something your colleague Debbie Stabenow from Michigan said during a Senate Finance Committee hearing on Tuesday. Let me I want to play this for you. It, it's a head scratcher. I'm sure you've heard it, but in case my listeners haven't heard it, I, I wanted them to hear this. To say just on the issue of uh, uh, gas prices after waiting for a long time uh, to have enough chips in this country to finally get my electric vehicle, I got it uh, and drove it from Michigan to here uh, this last weekend and went by every single gas station and didn't matter how high it was. And so I'm looking forward to the opportunity for us to move to vehicles that aren't going to be dependent on the um, whims of the oil companies and the uh, international markets. Doc, uh, are your Democrat colleagues really that out of touch? I mean, electric vehicles, the cheapest ones are $60,000. That's right. your solution. Let's everybody buy an electric vehicle. I mean, it's yeah, exactly. And and Debbie Sabino is actually a good friend. I, she's a good person. She kind of put her foot in her mouth, and I'm sure she regrets what she's talking about. But they should start calling them coal-powered cars <laughs> because that's the majority of the energy still in this country is coal-powered. Um, recently, and these are not my stats. They're taken from uh, the, the AAA book, I think, that it's about 56 cents a mile for uh, internal combustion engines, 54 cents 
a mile for electric cars right now. And, and you're right. Uh, there's not many Americans going to afford a new car, let alone a $60,000 new car. Um, they're, they are out of touch. They're, and that's why so many people, working class Americans, are leaving the Democrat Party uh, in, in hordes, that they, they realize that people like Donald Trump, Roger Marshall are out there fighting for hardworking Americans rather than elitist. Um, it, it's just a sad day. Thursday, we mm-hmm. got the, the May inflation numbers, and they were up yet again over last year. Prices are rising at the fastest pace in nearly 41 years. And, and Joe Biden and your colleagues, they don't have any clue, any solutions to this, do they? Right. Um, inflation is a social injustice. It's a tax. It's a tax on hardworking Americans. It especially hurts um, people that are on a Social Security check, living paycheck to paycheck, young working families living paycheck to paycheck. That's who inflation hurts the most. The average American family now, thanks to Joe Biden, is, is costing about 150 maybe $200 a week more to just live on, on the basic necessities of life. Uh, and there's no end in sight. That's the problem. I think that inflation in this country started with Joe Biden's energy policies. That's why gas is so high. I've had the secretaries of energy, the secretary of the interior in front of me in the past couple of weeks. And I, I've asked him, will you take any responsibility for the high prices of gasoline because of your policies? And they both were looked, looked me in the eye and said, oh, no, it's not our fault. None of these high prices are because of their policies. It's all Vladimir Putin's fault. It's COVID's fault. So that's my concern. You know, we've all made mistakes in our life. We made bad decisions or maybe not good decisions. We would correct. We, we attacked into the wind. But this administration is doubling down on their irrational policies already. Well, and, and their priority, I mean, we saw it just, you know, this week they started with their dog and pony show across the hall from you with the, with the January 6th hearings. And, yeah. I mean, granted, that's something we don't ever want to see again. But is that really what they think is the most important thing that's facing Americans is to is to put on a, a, a sham committee hearings rather than I mean, why are we doing holding hearings to try and fix inflation to f- fix the border crisis? That's what's important to folks, not what caused something on January 6th, two years ago. Right. Yeah. John, that's all they have. That's all they have to run on. There's nothing about their record that they could be proud of. You know, like they said, you can't they can't talk about the economy. They can't talk about our safety and security. They can't talk about defending our constitutional rights. So this is all they've got. And I I just I was asked this just beat up this week by the national media. And I had the same answer for every one of them is, no, I'm not going to watch it. (laughs) And I did not. And nobody in Kansas has asked me about January 6th, I would say for almost a year now. Uh, Other than the press, it's in the past. Kansans and Americans are focused on today and the future. We're just trying to get by. We're trying to get enough gas in our car to get our kids to school to go to work and and have enough money to feed our families as well. That's what Americans want to talk about. They want to know, what is Joe Biden doing to bring down the price of groceries, the price of gasoline? And instead, what his policies are doing is creating. I talked to a group of grocers in my office earlier this week, and I said, do you see any end in sight? And they said no. And they're trying to buy groceries, you know, contracts three, six, nine months from now, and they say there's no end in sight. So I'm sorry, uh, but we need to buckle up. We're going to have to tighten our belts and try to get through until November. I know we got to let you run, Doc. Do you think you're going to get some relief in November? Do you think 
We're going to send you some reinforcements. You know, maybe Herschel Walker down in Georgia, Dr. Oz yeah. in Pennsylvania. You think uh, we get a red wave in the Senate? Oh, a red wave will be 53 or 54 of us. I wish I could say 60. So remember in the Senate, it takes 60 people to get anything done. But we can certainly halt Joe Biden's irresponsible governance. We can slow down his budget, slow down. Um, hopefully there won't be another Supreme Court justice nominee, but he'll have to come to the middle if there would be. I'm very optimistic that we're going to have a huge landslide in the House. The way the Senate map is is set up, you know, my, I think the over-under is around 53, and we'll take it. Yeah. Uh, we, we will take it, but I hate to over-promise. We'll do our best. We're going to keep <laughs> fighting for Kansas. We're going to be fighting for Kansas values. Well, Doc, we know you will. Again, if folks are interested, they can follow you on Twitter, at Roger Marshall MD. And if they, you know, have information, they want to reach out to you, it's uh, marshall.senate.gov, correct? You got it, marshall.senate.gov. We pride ourselves in trying to get everybody an answer, not, not the final answer, but communicate back within 24 hours with everybody, uh, 24 hours of a work day. So we appreciate their comments. Doc, I appreciate you. Carry on the fight, my friend. We, uh, we really need you there. We appreciate everything you're doing. Thanks, John. Have a great week. We'll be taking your calls at 845, but coming up after the break, Austin Ruse, president of the Center for Family and Human Rights, will be with us to explain the consequences of the World Health Organization's new official guidelines that declare abortion a worldwide human right. I don't know where they came up with that, but I'm interested to find out. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.